All right. Well, we're back again, hopefully on a normal schedule for, I guess, the next couple of weeks. But, uh, Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, probably not a normal schedule for me. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe you might have a guest host or two. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of some as we as we've uh, since we last talked. But let's go ahead and uh, hear that fantabulous intro. Welcome everybody to the exploding high five. The soothing sounds of a nuclear explosion hit me every time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I talked to our. Which, go ahead. Uh, um, I well, we'll get into it a little later, but. That reminded me of a new show, a new show that I watched today. So oh, anyway, show, good stuff. Um, Continue with your thoughts. I was gonna say I've talked to our dad the other day about a uh, guest hosting for a couple of weeks, and he he actually sounded he was receptive of it. Um, yeah. I, I imagine if he guest hosts, it's going to be very heavily sports <laughs> uh, topics. Yeah, yeah, well, that's all right. I think that that was our that was our original intention. We just. Uh, really haven't uh got into much of it <laughs> we keep getting we, we we talk too much about other stuff but i like it i like the way it is yeah well two-thirds of our audience is you know your wife and and, and madeline so uh and they don't like the sports so i try to i do think of the feedback i get when i when i do these run sheets that's why i put sports at the bottom from our droves of fans yeah yeah so yeah. We are getting. I did a count the other day. I looked. We're 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 holding strong at about eight an episode. Uh, you know. Eight. Okay. Eight. Okay. You eight need to start sharing. I don't. I don't know how. You know, it's simple multiplication. If you each get one more person to listen, we double our audience. Simple math. I'm sorry. I had to throw math in here. Please don't turn us off. It's simple math. Well, that's all right. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm probably the the worst at spreading it. So uh, I guess I can take some of the blame for that. Yeah, I, I could do better at it too. But, you know, it's. I. Uh, my big excuse is I only work part time and I do school full time and I don't. I sit at my desk alone all all week. So I don't really talk to people. Yeah. I have no human interaction. So that's my. That's my reason. That could be. Uh, could be one reason, yeah. So, uh, anything new with you? Exciting over there at the uh, at Matt's Matt's uh, casa. Oh, not really. Just uh, you know, winding school down and getting ready to start summer. Like I said, I'm going to be gone for the next uh, couple of weeks, starting next weekend. So, I'm kind of getting prepared for that. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm sort of. It's one of those things I'm sort of looking forward to it and sort of not looking forward to it. Like, yeah. uh, I, I want to, it, it should be an interesting three weeks. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. Well, you know, it should be. <laughs> I look back at my time in the military and I can remember those exercises, field exercises, and think, man, those were, those were fun when I did them, but there's no way yeah. I would ever try. To do, I would never even want to do one now. Not even try, want to to go out and like, hey, let's let's go do some, you know, let's go hike twenty kilometers and camp out in yeah. the ground and then do some night raids. Yay! Nah, I've done that. Well, good. yeah. Th at this point, it's it's less less physical, although it is, you know, it, it's it's more uh, 
mentally and, and, and spiritually draining <laughs> at this point, uh, than, than physical. Uh, although, you know, it, it still requires uh, a lot of, a lot of staying up all night and, you know, uh, sleep deprivation and, you know, there, there's, there's still some of that, but, it, but it's mostly mental fatigue than, than, than anything. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, I think it, uh, we'll have a good couple of weeks and we'll get it over with and be back to normal. Right. And then I'm going to be slammed at work. So, you know, it's not one thing, it's another. Yeah. Well, that's not fun. Best of luck to you there. Just, uh, I just, uh, I just finished my semester and feel pretty good about it. Uh, finished my <laughs> last semester of Hebrew grammar. I still have a exegesis. Which is basically, now that you learn the grammar, this is how you actually use it in practical sense. But uh, that is torture, Hebrew grammar. It is there is there are forms of torture that are less grueling than Hebrew grammar. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm sure there are. Uh, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, you know you know it's written backwards. You read from uh, right to left, not left to right. Uh, yeah, I think I knew that, but it was, that's one of those things that I, I probably knew and then have forgotten several times over, so. Yeah, it's, but it's, now, now that you say it, it, it does sound like I've heard that before. It, it, it's real challenging when you're, like, you're trying to write something and then pepper in a Hebrew word, because, like, you're writing in English, and then it's like, okay, now you gotta, like, figure out how to space the Hebrew word, because you learn to write, you know, you know what I'm saying? You either have to learn yeah. to space it or write the word backwards, but it kind of feels weird after a year of writing the words backwards. So, uh, you know, one more semester and I'm, I'll, I'll bury Hebrew forever. I'll just, I'll grab a, you know, nice commentary or a dictionary and let that do the work for me. But yeah, uh, want to get in? Want to get into some history? Uh, yeah, let's do it. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna try to make a. Uh, an intro for this week in history time, but it is time for this week in history time. Um, May 18th, so today, today's May 18th as we're recording, in 1804, uh, Napoleon becomes Emperor of France. And, right. yeah, and that's interesting. I'll talk a little bit more about it in my segment, but uh, uh, I did start listening to that hardcore history, the Dan Carlin, is that his name? Carlin, yeah, Carlin. Carlin, yep. He, he goes on the I only listen to one episode. Only listen to one episode. It took me two days because it was four hours long. But uh, um, I like he, he broke off kind of he chases rabbits. They're relevant rabbits, but he does chase rabbits a lot. I notice he really wants to explain why everything happened. He doesn't just say, "Hey, this happened." It's like a history class. He like he'll back up three hundred years to why an event was so important. Which yeah, is, is, is interesting. You you know, but uh, yeah, I agree. And and but I I think that's that's part of the reason I, I like it so much is that you just, I mean, yeah, they're they're long podcasts, but it's just packed full of so much information and so much, uh, you know, it really gets into the into the why and all that stuff. So yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll I guess we'll talk more about that. Yeah. Oh, well, the reason I brought it up is because he, he did go off on a part about Napoleon, how Napoleon changed warfare in Europe, uh, forever. 
he kind of yep. evolved single-handedly almost. He was the first person to really kind of throw the entire resources of a country at a war, you know, which yep. I thought was interesting. That's the only reason I bring it up right then because uh, it's kind of fresh on my mind. But uh, Well, my, my introduction to Napoleon as a, as a you know, I don't know how old was that? Maybe maybe twelve, thirteen, something like that. Okay. Was uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Yes, I think I think uh, that was probably mine too. Yeah, I don't right? think that. Yeah, yeah, you know, apparently so. Uh, um, and water slides, uh, like Waterloo. The name of the water park was Waterloo. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 Oh, you know they're so, doing another Bill and Ted's. They're coming out with a, a third one. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Um. Are they going to have a, is it going to, I wonder if it's going to be like a complete remake or if it's, I mean, Rufus is dead, so I don't know how you completely uh, remake it, but uh, Ted Theodore Logan and Bill S. Preston Esquire are still alive, so maybe they'll have cameos or something in it. Well, yeah, well, when I saw it announced, it was them two announcing it, like on Twitter, like on uh, one of their Twitter accounts or something. They were yeah. the ones that announced it, so I'm assuming there it's just part three. Um, I mean, I can't imagine they're they're gonna. I mean, Keanu Reeves is like the he's got the according to Bill Simmons, he's got the action movie hero championship belt right now. Really, John Wick? That's just kind of like that's like the Expendables to me. It's like just manufactured. It's like, I don't know. I'm not into those endless bullet movies. This is, uh, eh, I don't know. I thought it was way different than The Expendables. I thought, you know. Well, yeah, the, the movies are was, different. But yeah, yeah. Right, no, I was just saying, you know, one, one I thought was, was pretty good. Two was pretty awesome, I thought. And I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just think they're really cool. And uh, I haven't seen three didn't it i think it just came out this weekend so uh, right it's uh it's pretty close on my radar here i'm gonna see it soon so i'm gonna have to because as we speak jessica is catching up uh one of the paramount channel apparently has the rights to the john wick movies and they're marathoning them she's been watching john wick and she's on john wick too right now (laughs) watching them back to back today so they're pretty Uh, cool they're pretty cool i mean it's just it's It's definitely just gratuitous violence, uh, but um, enjoyable, I think. But you know, anyway. you know, and, and, they, and number two does a good job. One kind of starts to get into it, but uh, the the thing that makes number two so good, I think, is uh, and what I think is really going to carry number three is uh, this the whole mythology around. This group of assassins, you know, the, you know, it's like the, a whole different uh, underground world, and you know, payment system and rules, and you know, all this other stuff that, you know, like I said, one one kind of hints at, and you get snippets of it, and and, and then two really expands on, and uh, and that's what I'm, you know, that's what I'm hoping three will really really get into, um, be about this whole kind of underworld. Uh, of assassins so anyway what's the movie did you see the netflix did one oh somewhat similar 
I think they're kind of trying to do a John Wick ripoff. Oh, uh, uh, it's Mads Michelson, Mickelson is in it. I can't remember the name of the movie. Polar, Polar. Uh, okay, I watched, yeah, I didn't see that one. It's on Netflix. I watched that recently, and it's kind of the same principle. Like, he's an assassin. He retires. But basically, like, when you retire, you... you of your of your hit you build up a retirement plan basically mm-hmm. and like somehow like if you kill people that are retired their money goes back into the pool into mm-hmm. the retirement pool because like the company they work for guarantees but there's rules and stuff but but basically it turns out that the company has no money to pay the guys so they keep like getting everybody to double cross each other when they retire that this guy, like, you know, is, like, the best of the best and takes them all out. Yeah. How but, could you ever retire? Well, he was I mean, pretty old. Like, I think that would be, it sounds like, though, it would be uh, uh, more dangerous. You know, I, I don't know. Well, they don't tell you. No one knows that. You know, no, they don't know each other. It's not like they're all friends. Like, hey, we hang out. Now I'm going to come kill you. Uh, they're all kind of independent of each other. Um, but, yeah, it was a... But I, I mean, I watched both the John Wick movies to the point. I just can't remember the plot. I think it was, I just wasn't interested. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, I yeah. know they're big, they're popular. They, you know, lots of people like them, so I can't knock them too hard. Maybe I should rewatch them, give them a chance. I, I remember one, I liking one. I don't know. I remember watching two, but I can't remember exactly or anything about it at all. Um... Well, let's get back into history here. <laughs> um, yeah, Napoleon, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, also on uh, May 18, 1980, Mount St. Helens erupted. Uh, I was negative three, so I don't recall that. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, I mean, I think that was, uh, well, it was before I was born also. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> by a couple months, so. Um, yeah, it, it, I... You know, I've read a lot about it, and I've seen the videos, you know, some of the videos and everything of the before and after the explosion. It was uh, pretty pretty wild, you know. What, what was that volcano? Uh, it was a couple of years ago. There was a volcano that erupted in somewhere in, like, the South Pacific. Oh. Uh, in, like, Asia or something. And, and it, it basically, like, you know, covered... It, Ash and sediment made it all the way to the U.S. I, um, I forget what you're talking about. You know, I think I think one of those and, and one one of these uh, occasionally you'll hear about these super volcanoes, like on the you know some of the Discovery Channel and history shows and things like that. That uh, mm-hmm. I'll talk about. Or actually, uh, where did I see one? I saw it on the Weather Channel, I think, mm-hmm. um, about some of this uh, the super volcanoes. And if ever. If any one of those ever ever goes, and there's like underwater one, you know, under in the middle of the ocean, that are you know active volcanoes, but you just don't know anything about because you never see them or yeah. Um, but if some of these ever erupt and explode like Mount St. Helens, that it'll be you know an extinction level event, and you know we'll bring on the next ice age and things like that. That's uh, you know that that's it's pretty pretty awesome to think about you know pretty awesome power to 
to consider. But uh, yeah, Mount St. Helens. That was that was kind of freaky. Just just seeing you know, the before and after shots are, are crazy. It's like half the half the mountain's gone. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's a the what is it? Yosemite apparently sits on a super volcano. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, uh, where all the the geysers and everything, and yeah, yeah. I guess everybody, you know. But I've been here, and all it's imminent. That's going to blow for you know fifteen years. But I guess that's the uh, nature of imminence, right? It's going to happen soon. You just don't know. When. Well, and and imminent in the volcano timelines could be, you know, uh, well, uh, what was I reading? There was, I actually went read something i was in uh oh you know where i was i was at the uh the natural history museum in chicago uh, last summer and you know, it got me sparked my interest in it about uh how there were so many extinction level events in in earth's history that were you know caused by super volcanic eruptions mm-hmm. uh, and you know and, and it was it was kind of like a pattern, but in, in a volcano's lifetime, I mean, uh, imminent could be, you know, a thousand years from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, or, or it could be any time, you know, it just just, just uh, depends on a lot of factors. But, yeah. yeah, you never know. But it could be well beyond our, our lifetime and all our descendants' lifetimes, for, for all we know. Yeah, who knows? Uh, lots, of, lots of stuff like that. Uh also, on May 18th, uh, Pope John Paul II's birthday, uh, he was born on May, or not May, uh, May 18th, but uh, 1920, John Paul II. He died in, I don't know, a few years ago. Yeah. 2004-ish, it seems like. No, not that long. Uh, yeah, I think it was longer ago than that. I'm not sure. Because they've had two popes since, like, I remember him being pope forever, it seemed like, almost my whole yeah. life, and then he died, and then that weird dude took over, and he was only pope for a few years, Benedict, yeah. 13th, and then and he, he retired. He's like, I'm weird. done. Yeah, uh, I don't pope no more. And then now they got the the pope that no one likes, or I guess some people like, but very non-traditional. Yeah, yeah the, I think it's like the the, the the Pope that uh, the people like but the elites don't or something like that I don't know yeah, yeah don't, a... uh, the whole Catholic Church just confuses me it makes no uh, sense yeah not that there's any you know hey I don't want to I don't want to alienate any listeners but uh, I've, I've some I've had some good friends that were Catholics and just some of the traditions it's it's almost like traditions trump uh, uh, you know, actual theology. Going to school. Count- Go ahead, sir. Yeah, just just you know, count councils of men making up rules that that are that are sacred. Meanwhile, don't have any bearing in actual <laughs> actual biblical teachings. It's just uh, it just seems like it's pretty rampant there. But I'm no expert, so I might just be talking out of my butt like usual. Oh no no you're you're dead on. Uh, I mean you know what really kicked off the Protestant Reformation, what really ticked off Luther, was uh, the indulgences. Yeah. It like selling, buy people could buy their dead families way into heaven, and he was 
he just was like, there's no, I guess, what? He kind of just like scratched his head and what? And and it yeah, wasn't um, even that he was questioning the theology or even their, uh, their authority behind it, that he got it out to the people that it wasn't a, something sound or wasn't even necessarily effective, started hurting the church's bottom line. You know, yeah. these, these local cardinals and bishops, that's how they were making money. So yeah. That's, re yeah. that's really what, I mean, I ultimately mean, it's was just money. Just, and I mean, just put aside the religious aspects of whatever, whether you agree with it or not, just the whole organization says, has currently has and has had so many issues uh, with corruption and scandals and you know, just it's it's just a, it's like the worst religious organization. I you know, <laughs> just just from an organizational standpoint, not from a religious standpoint, but just uh, just look at the church's history. It's 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 pretty bad. I mean, you know, you you, you can't hardly go through uh, more than a few decades without some kind of huge scandal or or just controversy or something you know in the life of the church which i'm pretty sure was not intended uh by the by the uh by, by old saint peter uh so <laughs> uh, yeah i'm pretty sure um we will have another catholic type thing come up here in a second but yeah uh if you ever have a want to check out a book about catholic church and their some of their seedy history i don't know if i've talked about god's banker um it sounds familiar, but I don't recall it. It's a it basically it's it's a guy was writing a book on the rat trails, how the you know Catholic Church and the Red Cross were Red Cross got duped. Catholic Church was helping people get out of uh, helping Nazis get out of Germany, escape when they lost, and get into South America. They were actually giving them fake IDs, fake identification to go to the Red Cross to get them evacuated out. To like South America, especially Argentina. Well, this guy was going, and he was just—he started out doing a story just on that, like, you know, just the whole idea of the the that rat trail, that tunnel, to get the how the Catholic Church did it, and you know all these German communities uh, that were are in, are, that are in Argentina, and he started kind of wondering about money. Where's the money coming from? Who paid for all this? And it led him back yeah. to the Vatican, and then he kind of flipped it on back on the other side during the Third Reich was, you know, the Third Reich, when he kind of looked at it, financially, the Third Reich should have been bankrupt well before it was. Well, the Bank of the Vatican was funneling money from Allied side to the Axis side. It was the only bank in Axis territory allowed to do business with that was not cut off from, you know, America from the rest of Europe, Americas, and all that. Yeah. So, uh, but that's what the book's about: just how the uh, Catholic Church was was using their ties, to especially American uh, politicians, to funnel money through aid money into Nazi Germany. Yeah, that sounds that's pretty it. interesting. Yeah, God, God's banker who's a really kind of eye-opening. You're just like, oh, you open your eyes, like, are you serious? Just uh, pretty pretty reprehensible yeah. during that time. But uh, anyway, uh, 
May 19th was Malcolm X's birthday, 19, born 1965. Uh, here's our other Catholic one. Uh, and May 19th, 325, the Council of Nicaea met, which is the first ecumenical council set by uh, Constantine. And uh, prior to con prior to most people's beliefs, that is not where the Bible was decided upon. Uh, Bible was decided about East and West both came to the same conclusions about the, the Bible we have today. Uh, about 50, 60 years after the Council of Nicaea. But uh, that was the first real ecumenical council of the Church Catholic Universal of, the, of all the uh, you know, kind of regional churches ever met together. Yeah. And uh, 1881, the Red Cross was founded by Clara Barton. So, there you go. All that right. in one. And then, let's see. Told, this is kind of a, a light week. And five, uh, May 22nd, uh, Nixon was the first president to visit Moscow in 1972. Any thoughts there about? I've uh, I've heard some stuff about Nixon. I mean, like over the last few years, that you know, you can kind of look at his presidency ending very badly, but you kind of maybe not yeah. as bad a president as uh as many think, especially internationally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting to look back on some of these past presidencies and kind of take it out of the uh, you know, take politics out of it. Or, you know, or uh, maybe that's not a bad, maybe not the right way to say it, but uh, take the party system, you know, out of it um, and kind of uh, uh, judge it on a nonpartisan basis. And it's pretty, um, yeah, th I think you can get a lot more out of that, out of it that way, Nixon being one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know a whole lot about it. I mean, most of the things that I've read and seen and, uh, uh, Nixon have to do with the with the Watergate scandal and all that, but uh, like most people, but um, yeah, I mean he was he was highly regarded not just while he was president, but throughout the you know the the 60s as a as a pretty you know pretty robust politician, mm -hmm. uh, a pretty pretty shrewd politician, um, but. You know, uh, just 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 like everyone else, he's he's a he's a man. He's got his flaws, and uh, some of his caught up with him. Yeah, um, I didn't realize he was the first president to visit Moscow. I know he's uh, he's the one that uh, opened the trade discussion with China. Yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, that's that right there is pretty big. Just how he. I know right then and there, you don't see the ram. You know, looking back thirty years, forty years, you see the the bigger picture of it, uh, how it's impacted the world economy. Just those, you know, that oh yeah, that 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 foot in the door. Uh, you know, he's had a, he was a big influence on that. Just from that, yeah, definitely. Um, and last one. Here, 1884, on May 23rd, 1884, the first telegraph was ever sent by Samuel Morris. And now we have texting. <laughs> We've come a long way since then. Thanks, Sam. Um, 
Yeah. I, I think if, you know, I, I almost want to go back to like the old timey uh, way of like speaking, you know, like, uh, <laughs> or, or, you know, how when you're, when you're dictating a telegraph, you know, or, or, or you see in the movies or hear like the old, uh, uh, you know, how, how they're like, uh, I, I don't know. See here, lad, uh, uh, full stop. Uh, you know, they, <laughs> like they have to, I kind of want to like read text that way. I don't know if you can do it just because of the extreme lack of punctuation. Yeah. Have, uh, have, have you watched, uh, I've only watched the remake of it, but true grit, the one with, uh, I watched, uh, Matt Damon and, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. I see his face. Uh, yeah. Jeff, yeah, Jeff Bridges. Jeff, uh, yeah. Jeff Bridges. Uh, you know, they don't, it was weird watching that movie. Because they don't use any contractions. No, no, yeah. don't, can't, won't. It's just mm-hmm. very odd when you hear Jeff Bridges with his big old country accent. No, I will not do that. I cannot, and I will not. not do not do that. It's very uh, deliberate in the way he talks. I just don't yeah. know if I. I just do not know if I could. See, I sound like a robot trying to do that. <laughs> It's, well, speaking of robots, uh, that's how you know Data is an android on Star Trek because uh, um, he doesn't use contractions. Ooh. So that's one of that's one of the that's one of the clues whenever he's being impersonated or taken over or something. That's how you can tell. <laughs> that's all. You ever watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? Oh yeah, I, actually, I, w- I was watching that. Uh, I was catching up on the last uh, episode, couple episodes uh, earlier today. So yeah. It I'm was, all caught up now. There was an episode a few years back. It was the chief was in the chief. The captain was in trouble, and like, uh, they got him out, and like, he's like, "I gave you all the warning signs." Like, what? It's like, didn't you realize I was talking funny, or, or did you not realize I was talking funny? Like, no. And he's like, and it like flashes back to them talking. Like, what? You sounded perfectly normal. It's like. I used three contractions in that sentence. I would never do that under normal circumstances. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was funny how Jake, you know, Jake's like, what? You know, I the, sounded like a simpleton. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, he, I, I think, you know, uh, Captain Holt is probably my favorite character on that show. You Not still, even probably. He's definitely my favorite character. When they, uh, I guess it was the last one, one before last, when the practical joke, Jake moved the... The podium, six inches. Yeah. yeah. How do you guys come up with this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> and he stopped to call Kevin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then tell him about it. Yeah, that was that was a good one. Um. Yeah, I like that show. We can talk about that show more. Um. So we're gonna get into a little news here. Let's do it. All right. So I only got three stories here. Kind of a slow week in news. I go to the oddities. I try to keep it light. You know, there are some pretty, you know, heavy news, but I don't think we're going to talk about that too much. So uh, NYPD is from the APnews.com. The NYPD. Oh, by the way, I haven't done this in a while. Uh, our bed music is provided by Incompetech. So, uh, yeah, probably should give them a shout out. I usually put a tag on the end of them. It's just extra work. Um so anyway, the NYPD used Woody Harrelson's photo to find a look-alike beer thief. Okay. 
Yeah, so the New York Police Department used a photo of the actor Woody Harrelson and its facial recognition program in an attempt to identify a beer thief who looked like the actor, according to a report published Thursday. So, uh, yeah. So, I'm wondering what happened in this case. So, like, there was a, a beer thief. First of all, that's, um, uh, I mean, is that all you're stealing? Beer? Really? I, I guess, I mean, it, it sounds very, very much like a teenage thing to do, but anyway. Um, but did it, was, were the clerks like, you know, like they, they interviewed several clerks uh, over the course of a couple of weeks and they were all like, yeah, you know, it kind of looked like Woody Harrelson, you know, and they had to kind of decipher, okay, are we talking about like Cheers Woody or like, you know, True Detective Woody Harrelson? What, what I, era, you know, I mean, he's, although he kind of looks the same to me, just less yeah. hair, a little bit more puffier. Um... It doesn't really say. Uh, it gets into real detailed stuff about the like Zombieland Woody. Which Woody? It, it's like it a, the picture here is like him, like with really long hair. He's so bald on top, and it's like, but because the, the picture from the surveillance was too pixelated, and I guess everybody described, so they like they used the picture, I guess, as a basis for his. So, so, so like Kingpin Woody? <laughs> I guess that's probably the most, just looking at it, it's it's interesting because I guess they didn't actually use the photo itself Yeah. for the photo. What they did is because the photo was too pixelated, they like overlaid the security photo, they overlaid his face on it to kind of give it some character so people could recognize it. Okay, okay. Well, I guess the big question is, is did it work? Uh, no, I don't think so. Like, it, they've used it on other, they've used, I guess, similar tactics on other stuff that have worked. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, this is a lot of effort for a beer thief. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, you for know, pet, uh... for, and, and petty larceny is what it is. So, well, yeah, just like uh, what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, it's now like uh, Dallas, uh, city of Dallas wouldn't even, wouldn't even bother, uh, even if they caught you, you wouldn't get, be persecuted or, you know, uh, uh, not persecuted, prosecuted for that. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I'm going to go city of Dallas shopping from now on. I'm just going to just fill up my cart, make sure it doesn't go over 750. Bye. Yeah, yeah. As long as you don't hurt anybody and and uh, you need it, you know, uh, you're you're good to go. You won't be prosecuted. Yeah. What are you gonna I'm do sure about I'm, it? Yeah, I'm sure that's a gross simplification, but that's the way it was reported. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just telling them like it is. Um. Yeah, there was something. What what else was I gonna? I, I had another thought, uh, but uh, I've lost it now. So anyway, oh, I remember what it was. Uh, you know, the, another story, kind of the complete opposite of this. That I saw this week is that uh, uh, San Francisco was the first major city to ban facial recognition technology uh, for you know for use in, in identifying criminals and things like that. I so I, that seems. I mean, I guess I get it, but then it's doesn't make any sense either. 
Well, you know, it's just kind of the, the same thing with, you know, how the red light cameras are all, you know, some, a lot of cities are doing away with those. And Well, Texas, uh, uh, I think, is about to outlaw all red light cameras. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same argument to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm kind of on that side just because uh, I just, I just don't like the idea of a surveillance state. Yeah. I mean, uh, I read, I read 19, uh, 1984 at a young age and it's, it's probably one of my favorite books of all time, but it also never, um, I mean, it like scared me then and I, I just see it, I just see it ever encroaching now. Mm-hmm. It just, it's just weird. You know, you, you ever read, read something when you're younger and, and you can just see it like a, like the movie Idiocracy, you know? Yeah, that's um, what I was thinking in my head right now. <laughs> I mean, it just, you just see it happening. You know, maybe not on the same time frame as in the, as in the book, but, um, you know, it's just slowly encroaching and, um, yeah, so I, I kind of, um, so I'm, I'm on the side of less surveillance, even though I, I totally, uh, um, you know, I, I totally understand the, the the desire for it and the need for it in a lot of criminal cases. And I know it's uh, been beneficial in catching criminals, so I don't want to completely discount its usefulness. But at the same time, it's like you know, it's a um, it's a it's a it's a difficult argument, and, and I, I I think I fall on the side of less surveillance. I think I might yeah. be able to be swayed. Yeah, I. I... You know, I, did, I took a lot of marketing classes once upon a time, and mm-hmm. I think it's kind of the, along the same lines of those. You know, our, our smartphones, their computers collect so much data about just our own, you know, everything we do, our purchases, or just where we're at location-wise, the stores we drive by, just, yeah. you know, it, it's ridiculous about how, you know, we're, we're surveilled. You know, not necessarily to catch us doing anything, but to to you know jump on our our tendencies and our vulnerabilities and to get us to you know spend our money. Oh yeah, yeah. I, did I tell you about my Menards story? Have you ever heard of the Menards? Uh, is that a is that a, like a is that a liquor store? No, it no. is a big hardware store. It's okay. I mean, they're, they're huge and they're. You know, in the kind of the Midwest. I mean, can, there's a bunch in Kansas City. They're kind of all in that okay. mid, mid America. Seen one recently. I was just in Rogers, Arkansas. Maybe I saw one up there. Yeah. Uh, so they're, uh, but I, I thought they were grocery stores. So anyway, I was, um, I drove by one and I was on the phone. So I, I didn't like type this in. I didn't look it up. Mm-hmm. I didn't search for it. I was talking on the phone to one of my superintendents. Uh, driving down the road in Kansas City, and I passed a Menards, and uh, I, I all it was kind of an offhand comment. I was like, I keep, you know, I, I, I just said something like, man, I keep seeing these Menards. Or is this a, it's like this is too big for a grocery store because it was like a brand new one that they just built a huge one in in uh, Overland Park, Kansas. And uh, anyway, so I, I just mentioned it to him and he's oh yeah that's a that's a hardware store like oh okay uh, and that was it never never said it again never like I said never looked it up never even went inside one uh, and all of a sudden like in my email and on some of the uh, 
some of the, the streaming services, like they'll, they'll have like the pop-up ads and stuff like that that I, yeah. that I watch, that I listen to. And they started showing Menards ads. And all of a sudden, like I was inundated with Menards ads. Wow. I was like, hmm, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so some robot <laughs> some, somewhere was listening to my conversations. So, yeah, uh, I guess uh, anyone who's listening to this will now be flooded with uh, Menards ads, even though there's not even any Menards in Texas that I Quit know say it! <laughs> I can hear you. They're going to... No, uh, no, I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to give them all the free pub. Let them <laughs> blast everyone with advertising. Yeah. What is it? Uh, uh, I think it was Futurama I was watching. <laughs> they could advertise in your dreams. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Never, never um, caught on that show, but yeah. It's, a, it's very, very... Yeah. It's a lot of social commentary. Just real, real sticky. Um, uh, so, next story... So, uh, farmers are a lot tougher than we are, and I'll tell you why. Have you heard this about the Nebraska farmer who cut off his trapped leg using a pocket knife? Uh, no, I have not heard this. So, in uh, Nebraska, Omaha, a farmer says he had to cut off his own mangled leg with a pocket knife after he became trapped in a grain hopper in northeastern Nebraska. 63-year-old, name was Kurt Kasser of Pender, Nebraska, uh, was unloading his corn last month when he accidentally stepped on the opening of the hopper and his leg was sucked inside by a design by a device designed to dispose deposit grain in a bin. Um, so he, he said he couldn't free his leg. He was alone. He didn't have his cell phone. So he took out his pocket knife and sawed his leg off below the knee there's a picture of him in a wheelchair and uh interesting okay. so remember he's alone so then he had to crawl 150 feet to a phone and then he was airlifted to a hospital and never lost consciousness so that's kind of like that story that uh was it 72 hours or 77 hours or something like that, that movie? like 172 i don't know yeah it was a long time but yeah, well, well, it was that James Franco movie that yeah uh, about that that hiker, mountain climber, whatever that got caught in the in the canyon in the middle of nowhere in Utah or you know one of the uh, out out kind of in the desert or, or highlands somewhere and yeah um, yeah had to had to I don't even remember how how he what he used to cut his I think it was his arm he had to cut his own arm off yeah. Uh, I don't remember how. Uh, I want to say it was it was just in a real weird, you know. And, um, but yeah, that's kind of like that story. Yeah, there's, you know, I guess when you're when you're the the hard part for me would be I like because I've, I've thought about this before. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but uh, like if I was trapped like that, could could I cut off a limb? I don't know if I, I think I probably could, but I don't know how long I would wait there until I did it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, it just seems like, uh, like what point? When? When do you make that decision? And I guess it it also helps if you just know 
if it's an accident is so bad that you just know there's no way you're going to be able to save this limb. Yeah. I guess at that point, that's kind of an easy, you know, well, I'm getting kind of hungry. I might as well just chop this thing off and get on with it, you know. <laughs> but but if, if you feel like, if you're just kind of stuck and you feel like there's a way you can get out and still save your, your arm or leg or something, at what point do you do you think, uh, I, I don't know, I'd, 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 I'd be there for a while before I went and did that, but. It was 127 hours, is what it was. 127 hours, okay. Yeah, so he, he, he was there a while. He was, what, five days? Yeah. So he had to have some food on him. And I remember the guy that it's about was an experienced hiker. Yeah. Uh, he was not a novice. He was a legit, I mean, he knew what he was doing out there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I See, not, I'd, be, I'd be afraid to cut yeah, my yeah. arm off, period. But I would just be like, well, like, you know, like you said, at what point is it like, okay, now I got to do this because no one's coming. And then yeah. how bad would it be if as soon as you did it, someone walked up, hey, man, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's what I'd be afraid of. It's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm committed to this. Because yeah, once you once you commit to it, there's no turning back, you know, at yeah. that point. But like I said, if, if you, I don't know what a grain hopper is, so uh, I, it seems that that almost sounds like something that if you if you got your leg caught in it, uh, it might be just you know you might just be inevitable that leg's not coming out of it. You know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess it just kind of depends. But I, I want to say the one with uh, the hiker. Uh, it wasn't that he was just like his, I, it was like stuck underneath a rock or something. And it wasn't that it was just completely gone. Like he still had function over it. But, um, so that would, to me, that would be the hard one. Uh, I wouldn't worry so much about the pain, you know, just because yeah, you just put on a tourniquet and basically do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and to where you're not going to feel anything, but, uh, yeah, it's it's psychologically that's tough. Yeah, I mean, just looking at pictures of him right now, he he looks like he cut it off right about the wrist, maybe like right above the wrist, towards the elbow. Yeah. So maybe about because he's got him. Looks like he got most of his forearm on that arm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's I mean, yeah, I mean he did wait a while. It was one of those. He he gave rescue plenty of time to uh, get out there. But, uh, yeah. you know, that's why you always go hiking with a friend, I guess. I guess, yeah. But how long do you have, get a friend? Have you, uh, have you seen, um, Free Solo yet? Free Solo? No, I, I don't think I've ever heard of it. Okay. Yeah, that's your, that's your homework assignment for next, uh, next Free week. Gotta watch yeah, on Netflix. Free, well, let me, let me check real quick, because sometimes I've... Freehold, Sometimes I've seen stuff and I like. Oh no, is it about right mountain climbing and stuff? Mm-hmm. I'm not watching that. You're not watching it? Oh no, I get like I have this terrible fear of heights. Like, I can watch a movie and someone's on climbing up a building or a mountain, and my hands and feet get all sweaty and I get very uncomfortable. I don't like seeing people on heights. I'm thinking about it, my hands are getting sweaty. Man, like I've watched how, how'd you how'd you climb Jacob's ladder in uh 
So I have to do that in Marine Corps boot camp? Yes. You know what? I had I had to do some things I wasn't happy with. I they had to kick me off of the uh, rappel tower. Uh, yeah. I didn't do the rappel part. I did the hell hole, the straight drop, and uh, I sat there yeah. and I kept working they my way to the back. Uh they did. I mean, there's so many of us. That we, yeah. uh, we just they did one or the other. My drill instructor was a fan of the hell hole, so uh, I were I was sitting there. I sat there and they were yelling at me to go. They yelling at me to go, and I looked up at the drill instructor and I just said, "I can't." What? No, no, no. If you're gonna have to push me, and he reared back and just kicked me in the back, right off that thing. As soon as I said, yeah. as soon as I gave him permission, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't take any hesitation, take any time to think about it. He just, whoop. yeah, we right had off. to do all three. We had to do the the slanted. The, we did the slanted wall first. We all uh -huh. went through that. Actually, did that a couple of times, and then we did the straight wall, and then we did the. Well, we we didn't call it the hell hole. We called it the the just the helicopter skids. Yeah. Um, or just a straight drop. But, yeah, we had to do all three. We did, because we did fast roping, which is real easy. Well, it kind of sucked because the, the gloves they gave me, the palms were worn out of them. So I guess a pretty good rope yeah, that's okay. that one. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to use my fingertips, but you just, you know, there's really only so much material. They were, they didn't really yeah. care to replace. They weren't taking care of those gloves. And, uh, <laughs> no, we only did the one, but I'd tell you, Matt, the whole time during boot camp, that tower, the rappel tower, is right in the middle of the, the you know, the, the the compound for the boot camp, the fruit yeah. depot. And I just watched it, and I knew what day, you know, we have a calendar in our in our squad bay, and you can see what, you knew what day repelling was, and it was just every day. We'd march, and I'd cut my eyes and just watch it, like, that impending doom. It was like the eye of Saruman, you know, just, like, watching over me. It was yeah. like after that boot camp was so easy because that wasn't weighing on me. Mm -hmm. But I bet. Uh, well, so yeah, probably shouldn't probably shouldn't watch Free Solo then because just the I mean awesome cinematography. I mean the it it it'll I don't I'm not I I don't love heights but I don't necessarily have a fear of them. Um, but man, that, that even even just watching it for me I was like, well, that, that's a, that's pretty intense. Yeah, you know, just uh, some of the views and some of the some of the scenes that they captured in there. But it's really really good documentary if you're if, you're, if you feel so inclined. Maybe uh, I was watching previews for one movie about the guy who did the tightrope across the World Trade Center. I mm -hmm. I, uh, I couldn't watch the previews. Like why? There's no yeah. reason. There's no reason in the world to ever do that. It's nothing. You, yeah. know, you, you don't gain anything. You, if you succeed, your life is on the richer. Nothing. Well, you know, I, I don't know if I totally agree with that. I don't understand the tightrope thing necessarily, but the the mountain climbing thing. I know. Trust me, I've never climbed a real mountain, but uh, I've done a couple of pretty strenuous hikes, like in. Uh, in Santa Fe and in Albuquerque, uh, me and a buddy went out and did, did one of those when I was working out there one time, uh, the Franklin mountains in El Paso, we climbed those, uh, and you know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, really draining, uh, mentally and physically draining. Uh, but when you get to the top, it's, it's just, it, it really is a euphoric feeling. 
when you're done with it and um and, and going back down is just super easy at that point just because you're you're just your adrenaline's high you know and even though you're uh, but I don't, I don't know. It just—it's that sense of accomplishment. I think is is worth it. And I'd, I'd like to, you know, maybe uh, if if I had the time slash money you know, to actually do some training and get the equipment, and uh, that'd be something I'd like to do. Is is you know maybe maybe do some some novice uh, peaks. You know, some of the some of the more challenging ones uh, in the Rockies and things like that. Just kind of. I don't know. Seems seems like that would be uh, a lot of fun. I, I you know I like hiking and doing some strenuous, uh, uh, even you know r- really strenuous uphill climbs and things like that. I've always enjoyed that, so I think I would like it. Well, I respect your choice. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's move on to this last story. Yeah, what's our next one? Well, it's story slash list, and it is the. Millennials are killing these brands, so say goodbye. So this is a list of... I didn't get through all the lists. I don't even know how long it is, really. And it's one of those kind of uh, ads slash lists. So we'll see how far we get on it. But it's the brands... And I have to click through it, so we really can't guess. So I'll just tell you, and we'll talk about them. So these are the brands that millennials are killing. They're not buying these things. So okay. uh, number one... Uh, that is going, that is dying, is Diet Pepsi. Uh, yeah. Okay. Millennials aren't really buying any sugary sodas are all kind of going down, but uh, diet, especially diet sodas are all, uh, all kind of going, going, taking big hits. Yeah, the, I can sort of see that, but I, you know, I think a lot of people still drink Diet Coke and a lot of people still drink Coke Zero. Um, yeah. I mean that's a pretty popular drink, so I wonder but I think, why. But I think Coke Pepsi Zero. But I think Coke Zero is smart, staying away from diet. They're Coke Zero. They're not Diet Coke. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I, I don't. I mean, I know it's supposed. I've never done a taste test, but supposedly it has a different flavor. But you know, I, I uh, my my palate is so ill refined that I probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference, but. I'll drink I'll drink a Coke Zero, but I never asked for a Diet Coke, and I I don't even know if I've ever had a Diet Pepsi. I don't think I have either. But yeah, it's but specifically you never yeah. You, know, you well, see Diet, Diet Coke a lot, you know, even in fountain drinks and you know fast food joints and things like that. You still see Diet Coke out there a lot, but and, and you know Diet Coke has also gone through a big ad campaign with the different flavors. You know they've got. Yeah. The orange and the lemon lime and raspberry and all that they're what five or six different uh, flavors now too and different stylings and marketing campaigns so uh, but yeah I don't see any of that uh, with with Pepsi at all uh, although I don't know you know I've, I've thought about this uh, and I've heard that you know the soft drink industry is struggling but at the same time uh, I don't really buy it because, I mean, almost everything you pick up, all the different, you know, you go into a QT or something, you see all the different flavors mm-hmm. of, of beverages and different types of beverages. Well, half the stuff there is a Coca-Cola product. Yeah. I mean, you go back 20 years ago when, when everyone was drinking sugary sodas more, uh, 
well, you know, this was kind of before the time of bottled water. Well, you know, how many different bottled water and flavored water and stuff like that does Coca-Cola produce? I mean, it's like there's, I bet they've got 10 different brands of water or water substitutes that that didn't exist 20 years ago. Um, so there, while the, the, the total market share of soda, you know, of soft drinks or, or, or that type of, of beverage is probably greatly reduced. Uh, I don't think, I mean, I don't know. I, I could be wrong. I, I haven't looked at their stock price and compared it lately, but uh, I, I think they're still doing all right. Yeah. Um, funny that I remember from marketing classes, uh, Coke, why Coke has such a variety of stuff. They actually lose money on a lot of their products, uh, like caffeine, Caffeine-free Diet Coke, they lose money on. Uh, Diet Sprite, they lose money on. They lose money on a lot of their brands, but overall, because they are a full spectrum, because they have everything, they make more money. They're they're more prevalent. It is more profitable in the long run to 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 lose a few dollars because of you know a couple of the brands being unprofitable. To say you have the whole spectrum of soft drink options. When you say you got Coke, you got Diet Coke, Coke Zero, caffeine free Coke, Diet Caffeine Free Coke, Cherry Coke, Diet Cherry Coke, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. having that whole Coke family, even though a couple of them are losers, is a is a overall winner for mm-hmm. them. And that's uh, that's how they do it. Yeah, because like as one of that diet caffeine free coke is like has never made money they have never profited one penny off of that they've always lost money but it just yeah. it, it's the full portfolio of coke products and that's profitable to have that much you know so. yeah yeah i don't know if that makes sense from an accounting standpoint but hey i might they well, they've been around for a long time and they they make they make a lot of money so who am i to judge yeah uh yeah, I don't know. I think it's more of an, an investor type type deal. Uh, but the number two item that uh, millennials are killing is Crocs. The Crocs, the uh, comfy foam yeah. footwear beloved by moms, campers, and gardeners are being killed by those millennials. Well, I am buying Croc stock if it's up to me. Oh, really? I haven't, I haven't bought any. But uh, I would I, I say that because uh, my teenage children love them and have several pairs uh, of all different colors. So while I think they are definitely waned in popularity the last decade, maybe mm-hmm. not even that long. I don't know how long. Well, they've been around at least that long because I had, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. I don't know how long they've been around, but it's been at least, it's been over a decade. Uh, so I don't know about their profitability. I don't know about their business, the actual bit, but as far as the popularity of the footwear themselves, I think mm-hmm. they're making a comeback. It's like I said, all my, my, my two daughters between them, I bet they have, uh, I bet total they have eight pairs. I want to say six, seven or eight. They they each have at least three or four. I'm thinking, 
and then Charlie has the pair. Uh, so I think they're, I think they're coming back. And that Maddie, that's basically all she wears. I mean, she, you know, uh, after she wore out her last pair of Converse All Stars, uh, she pretty much wears Crocs every day. That's that's almost all I see her wear. Now let me ask you though. Are they brand name Crocs? Because the, yep. reason, the, the main reason they're going out is uh, just because of the, the they're easy to copy. The market's been flooded with cheap knockoffs, and people have been going to that. The Crocs brand oh. itself is what's actually people are. are so, yeah, yeah, I, I can see that, but I think that's more. I don't think that's a millennium millennial problem. Wow. I think that's the older generation would be doing that because they're, I don't, I, if I bought them fake Crocs, they would never wear them. They would never, uh, they might, might as well just, just put that money in the blender or something. You said be, me? Yeah, it would be, to, it would be <laughs> a total waste if I, if I went out and bought knockoff Crocs. <laughs> I'd never hear the end of it. No yes, way. This is um, what the article says, man. This is what it says. I'm just telling you that. For my for my personal experience, uh, I'm not buying it. I think right. I think they're making a comeback. All right. Well, number three is Wheaties. Millennials are not buying Wheaties. Yeah, I can see that. Wheaties Wheaties has sucked always. <laughs> well, and apparently it's because just cereal in general is not millennials eat on the go. They prefer quick meals in the mornings and. Cereal is not a grab and go yeah. meal, and Wheaties, like you said, is not really a popular seller anyway. Yeah, when has Wheaties ever been good? I mean, has when has anyone ever sat down with like a bowl of cornflakes and said, "Man, this bowl of cornflakes is is pretty awesome." Uh, I just wish it sucked more. Oh wait, there's Wheaties. Yeah, I could have had Wheaties. Damn. Yeah, you know, like I don't, I don't know. You know, we I, I can't believe they still make cereal. To be honest, I, I, I love cereal, man. Well, that, I, well, not cereal. Wheaties. Yeah, just Wheaties. Oh. I, I, I I hardly ever eat cereal. I I cool. used to occasionally, but yeah, I, I know I know Dad is. Uh, yeah. He probably eats a couple bowls a day, so. I think he single-handedly keeps General Mills in, in business. That man Maybe has... He, he just like... Have you ever gone shopping with him? And I think he was deprived as a child. And he's like... Like for the cereal aisle. And now he's like an adult. And it's like he can have whatever cereal he wants. I think that's his like... His thing. You know? He's like... I didn't get cereal as a kid, Mom. I'm going to get all the top shelf good stuff. And he's like... Just imagine him with his cart walking down the aisle with his arm and just dumping all the cereal in his basket. Yeah. See, I, I think it's more like, uh, for, for I, I bet what really happened was that he got lots of cereal when he was a kid, but it was always like the industrial size Wheaties. plastic bag full oh, of yeah. like knockoff cereal. I get that for my kids time to time. You know, and, and so now it's like, no. Name brand only, you know. Yeah. Or, or, I never was a real big cereal guy. I mean, I've definitely eaten eaten a lot of bowls of cereal, but uh, not not uh, not really in my in my. I, I can't even remember the last time I ate a bowl of cereal. It's been a long time. Yeah, I, I've been uh, 
Look at a Winco. I get this bulk uh, granola. I eat like cereal. I really like it. That's yeah. what I've been uh, trying to I'm eat healthier. So that's what I go with. I'm just not a sweets for breakfast, and you know, all breakfast cereal, almost all of it is sweet. Uh, I mean, uh, it, I'd much rather just. Hey, you know, hey, have, have Wheaties is not sweet. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. I guess <laughs> so Wheaties and breakfast. Maybe I should. Maybe I should try to revive Wheaties and grape nuts, and you know. Oh, do you remember grape nuts? Here, Grandpa used to eat like yes. grape nuts every morning because it was supposedly good for you. I tried to do that one. I got a box of grape nuts because I was trying to be nostalgic and it didn't work out. What? What am grape nut? <laughs> I don't understand what that is. It, <laughs> it, what, 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 is what was it? It am um, um, food. I don't know. I just all I remember is it was one of those usually because I don't like really crunchy things either. So usually, even when I did eat a lot of cereal. I'd always have to let it sit for a little bit to kind of absorb, get the, get, you know, get a little, get a little soggy, get a little milk yeah. absorbed. Uh, but grape nuts never got, never got that way. But they absorbed the milk. The, I don't know. They stayed hard and crunchy. Like, well, it was like eating gravel. Yeah. No matter how long you let it sit. Like I've noticed with grape nuts, so you pour it in there, you can pour the milk, let it sit. It will absorb the cereal, but stay just as like. Not the cereal, the milk, but stay just as gravelly. Gravelly, yeah, like the, it, it it evaporates milk more quickly. So you're just you're always eating a dry bowl of grape nuts, no matter what. But what is it? It's not a grape. It's not a nut. Uh, it is. It's kind of like like apple jacks. You know, it has nothing to do with apples. It, it probably has some apple extract in there. So. Grape nuts didn't taste like no grape that I ever had. No, that was it would have been nice. Maybe they, were, maybe they were maybe like the grape seeds. I mean, that was a, maybe that's the equivalent. Oh, you know when grape nuts were developed? Seeds. Here you go. It was it was developed in 1897. Oh, so it was probably like well, the, bees, the bees' knees back then. You know? <laughs> yeah. Look at this fabulous cereal here. See, we yeah. got grape nuts. Go get your grape nuts. That and then two years later, Wheaties. Oh, it's so sweet. Yeah, yeah. the whole sugar overload. Goodness, yeah. <laughs> Ingredients. Uh, Let's see. Of course, uh, back then you could you could you could just blatantly lie in advertising. So like, yeah. Okay, we're gonna have this uh, basically just I don't know what crunchy fibrous meal or whatever. Uh, what's a, what's a good marketing game? What should we call it? Grape nuts. Oh, that's a great idea. It sounds so delicious. The kids will love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it is modern day. Wow. You, you gotta, you gotta love how they say modern day grape nuts is whole grain, bulk, or malted barley flour, salt, dried yeast, and dried yeast. Yeah. Oh, oh, let's see what the name came from. Pass. Despite either the, this is from Wikipedia. Despite either the name, despite the name, the cereal contains neither grapes nor nuts. It is made of wheat and barley. Uh, most believe that glucose, which they call grape sugar, formed in the baking process. This, combined with the nutty flavor of the cereal, is said to have inspired the name. Another explanation originates from its employees at Post, who claim that the cereal got its name due to the resemblance to a grape seed. 
or great nuts. See, yeah, sad. I didn't even read any of that. That was, that was just uh, hypothesizing. Uh, uh, apparently, there's a great nuts ice cream too. Well, that's that's just dumb. <laughs> Wrong on so many levels. All right, number four on our list here is uh, millennials are killing Tiffany and Co. The jewelry company. Which okay. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I just uh, no. I have been prone to um, maybe desire some fashionable watches in my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went through a phase uh, as a very young man, maybe like like early teens, like like 13, 14, 15, mm-hmm. or, uh, where I really wanted a gold chain. Ooh, you know, fancy. That, that was that was more um, maybe like uh, because I was really into hip hop back then. You know, mm-hmm. early early nineties hip hop. Oh yeah, Run DMC. Yeah. Um, so uh, I I don't know. I just don't. Um, I see I, I see no value in jewelry and and precious metals and and things like that. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I. I like nice watches. I like nice things, but actual diamonds. I mean, I don't know. They're, yeah, they're cool to look at, but why would anyone pay thousands upon thousands of dollars for for a really pretty rock? I don't know. Because you because you gotta bedazzle yourself, man. Come on, stand I out and notice. Number five is uh, Campbell's soup. Is uh, so Campbell's the, the caption says Campbell's soup is now more likely to appear on a graphic t shirt than our dinner tables. U.S. consumers ages 18 to 34 are no longer interested in the brand that once dominated the kitchen. Which I just used a can of Campbell's soup today for dinner, so yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I like eating the, the chunky soups, that, yeah, um, you know, just the regular old. Um, you know who who was it? Was it Andy Warhol? He paint the, the the tomato can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like the regular old tomato soup is still good. You know, gr- gr- nothing wrong with a good grilled cheese sandwich and the just regular old. But at the same time, um, you know that's what you have for lunch after you get grape nuts for dinner. I think or uh, breakfast. Maybe, <laughs> but uh, even. Now, I mean, the Chucky Soups, you still kind of buy a name brand, I think, or at least, oh, at least yeah. I would. And there's but, only certain ones, like, you get, there's some sketchy Chucky Soup. Beef Soup, uh, I just don't like Beef Soup, but their Beef Soup's bad, particularly. Yeah, uh, some of them are good, some of them, some of them are hit or miss, but they, they've got some good ones out there. I, when I was living, you know, I was, I was living in College Station and staying at the Armory, and I had a whole cupboard full, of, I mean, that was my typical lunch, was... Uh, was chunky soup, so I had I had a whole cupboard full of chunky soup. And the heart didn't explode from the sodium. No, no. Well, it, I, I ate a lot of sodium because <laughs> <laughs> I, I pretty much ate sausage every night for dinner. So, <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't necessarily the healthiest diet, but uh, I was working out a lot. So, what are you gonna yeah, do? Go. Um, but. Uh, yeah, but, but just the regular soup, like the traditional tomato, mushroom soup, things like that. Mm-hmm. We always buy 
mostly they're mostly used for cooking you know like yeah. in crock pot or different casseroles recipes stuff like that uh, and uh, whenever we always buy the store brand yeah you know yeah. it's like the same thing and it's not a whole lot cheaper but it's you know 30 cents cheaper per can whatever and yeah. it, it's the same thing it's it's not like you're breaking the bank by buying Campbell's, but I don't even I don't even think about it. If there's a store brand available, I just grab it. You know, I don't right. know. So maybe I'm maybe I'm just as much as a contributor as anybody. Yeah, I've had a I used a can of a cream of celery today. It's been in my cupboard forever. But yeah, it was a made of risotto. It was it was quite nice. Um, All right. Yeah. But it didn't taste like anything. This cream is so I taste it is, yeah, it was like flavorless almost with all of those stuff I put in. All right, number six, uh, millennials are killing Budweiser. Is it is no longer the king of beers? It fell to number four in 2018 in U.S. beer sales. Um, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, there's so much good beer out there, and I I still. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of a kind of a beer snob, um, and there's just I mean, even just run of the mill beers that you know, I mean Budweiser Budweiser is really not that cheaper. You know, it's not cheaper than you know some of your just you get a six pack for about the same price of Shiner or you know some other kind of beer that's uh, way better. Uh, and what was funny was, have you ever heard of Good Mythical Morning? No, I'm I'm surprised you haven't. I bet Bree has heard of it, so maybe maybe ask her about it. It's a it's a web show, and it actually it's by these two guys, and they have a they have a podcast too, which is actually pretty good that I listen to quite a bit. But it's pretty popular with the uh, with the you know 15 to 20 year olds, and and maybe even a little older than that because they've been on for a while. But uh, so they have a it's a it's a comedy duo, and they started out by doing like a musical comedy. Oh, you know, they, they I've heard of Rhett and Link. I didn't know their show yeah. was called I've heard of the Rhett, yeah. yeah, I've heard of Rhett and Link, but I didn't know their show was called Good Mythical Morning. Very bad. Okay, yeah, so their, their web show that they have is like a daily morning show and it's Good Mythical Morning, so uh, they do all kinds of uh, a lot a lot of food challenges and things like that, and it's pretty good. I've watched, watched a couple episodes of it. I, I really like their podcast. I've listened to quite a bit of those. Um, but anyway, uh, I've I wasn't watching. I think Caitlin or or one of the kids were watching it uh, up on the on the big TV in the living room the other day, and they were taste testing blind taste testing beer, mm. and they had like Paps Blue Ribbon and uh, like uh, a store, you know, like two store brand beers, like the you know like the uh, store brand like the, beer. Yeah, like, like, well, uh, for example, even Aldi, you know, Aldi has their own beer brands in their store. Oh, wow. Uh, Costco, or not Costco, uh, uh, Whole Foods has uh, their own beer. Trader Joe's has their own brand of beer. So, okay. anyway, they had like like two or three of those store brand beers and then like, like PBR and the something else, like some other kind of really just basic low brand, and then Budweiser. And both, and so they were doing this blind taste test, and both of them were like, "Okay, I don't know, you know, the, the, this is okay." This is uh, both of them were like, "Oh, this is the worst 
this has got to be uh, this has got to be a store beer, and it was the Budweiser. Wow. <laughs> but they were both they both tasted it like, oh, this is just that is terrible. That is a terrible beer. Oh, I would never drink that. You know, <laughs> like, uh, and they picked Budweiser as one of the you know that so that both of them were <laughs> by far. This was <laughs> this one was the worst one, and it was it was Budweiser, and they were both kind of kind of shocked by that. But yeah, yeah. I don't even. Um, yeah, yeah that, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, the, the the big reason is the craft beer explosion. They say is probably one of the big things that takes it down. But yeah, uh, yeah, I was having dinner with Dad last week, week before last, and yeah, he was talking about Coronas. How that's probably the worst. How that is that is the worst beer in the world. Uh, you're telling us about a beer open some kind of beer competition like Europe and like 144 beers entered and uh, Corona was dead last mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so well you have you have the Fast and the Furious franchise to thank for its uh, popularity right now so yeah it's just uh, yeah you gotta like you gotta throw fruit in it for it to be drinkable <laughs> but uh, uh number seven things millennials are killing is Kodak and um, sense, I guess. I am one surprised that they're still around, uh, and then two. Doesn't that seem like a really hipster thing? Is to get a, like a, well, I guess I'm thinking of Polaroid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I guess that's more Polaroid. I was thinking of it. It seems it seems like a really hipster thing to do to get to get kind of an old, uh, you know, instant develop camera but uh i don't think kodak is really in that market or never has been but i mean they were you know the you think of kodak at least when we were growing up as a big as a camera company yeah uh but for for most of its its life as a company it existed uh because of film i mean that was that was the big yeah uh, I mean, that's where they really made their their money is, is film is and and making film. So, yeah, I, I'm not surprised they, they don't. They, you know, they they they're definitely not big in any of the digital camera market. I don't I don't even remember the last time I saw a Kodak camera. Yeah. Um, and then they're not big in any you know the. I know the high-end camera market is still doing good. Uh, just, just ask my wife. Uh, she, <laughs> she might be keeping it afloat herself, or right. <laughs> be it via me. Um, I have to sell four here. Yeah, she, she's not that bad, but yeah. she, I mean, she's got some nice camera equipment uh, and has had several, none of which are Kodak, and none of which have even, you know, that's not even a, a consideration to be. You know, uh, I don't even think they make like a high-end camera. Um, well, they apparently they, uh, they declared bankruptcy in 2012, but and haven't bounced back from it yet. So they they they're trying to get in cryptocurrency, some kind of way to link that into digital filming. I don't know. I didn't really understand what it's saying. Kodak Coin is a way to own your film rights, but uh, it didn't. It's not panning out for them. So yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Uh, number eight, and this is one I've heard about 
for a while is a Harley Davidson with uh, the ride shares and, and a lot of millennials not even owning cars. Uh, motorcycles have really kind of purchases gone way down. Hmm. That's surprising to me. I wouldn't have put that. I wouldn't have thought about that. Uh, it just seems like, you know, they, they have a huge following. There's still a, a large, uh, they, that's one of those things that's kind of an older, I think, I think for an older generation anyway. Yeah. So maybe millennials will kind of age into it nowadays, yeah. especially as opposed to maybe back in the, uh, in the heydays of, you know, the forties and fifties and when younger generations, you know, motorcycles were kind of seen as cooler by younger generations, but I mean, they're, uh, well, at least, at least in, in the, my army circles, they're still extremely popular. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sure you see the same thing in your, with your Marine buddies. I mean, they're, they're, oh, yeah. they're super popular, but it's also, it seems to me it's, it's less a, uh, it's it's less a mode of transportation and more of a more of a toy now. Yeah. You know, more of an adult toy than than it is a you know um, such and such rides a you know, rides a Harley to school or you know or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. I, know. I just yeah I've heard about it for a while that that Harley's been hurting because they're not gaining new customers from. Uh, I think they, yeah, they have their loyal bay, their fan bay, you know, their their loyal customers, but they're not gaining any more customers, which is, and like you said, maybe they'll age into it, maybe it'll become something in the mature, but uh, uh, number. Yeah, I think, uh, as, I think as uh, millennials' disposable income and, uh, and and kind of their their age goes up, I think that might change, but who do I, I don't know. Number nine. Here's here's one for you. I think you'll like this one. Uh, Jello, Jello is dying, and it is basically uh, uh, been introduced and called recently edible slime or a toy you can eat. It's a millennial sentence. I've always enjoyed Jello as a nice, uh, refreshing after dinner treat. Uh, I think it's more of a. I think this is a Cosby effect. I just think you're an old man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. And it's all. It's all Cosby. I all mean, Cosby. Yeah, yeah. He, he ruined Jello for a generation. Who can eat a pudding pop uh, without thinking of Cosby right now? Nobody. Oh, I can't. I, I don't can't. even. But I don't eat a lot of pudding pops. So, what, do they make pudding pops anymore? Are those still uh, a thing? I don't know. Well, maybe we'll find them further on the list. Uh, number 10 is The Gap. Gap Store, uh, Gap Clothing Company is uh, going away. It's been called lackluster, and the clothes are samey and boring, explains Neil Saunders, manager director at research and consulting for global data retail. So millennials are not buying Gap clothes, which Old Navy and Gap broke apart, right? Recently. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, not that I'm aware of, but uh, yeah, I I still I will still go there occasionally, but hardly ever. Just because there's one in the outlet mall, that, you know, by the yeah. by the house here. Actually, I wonder if it's still there. I don't even remember seeing it the last time I was there. 
Might not even be there anymore, but I don't know. The millennials took it out. All right. Number 11 is a weird one, and I don't really understand why it's so such a big deal. So, uh, back to the Gap real quick. Okay. They used to have a brand, I think that was owned by Gap. Remember County Seat? Uh, it sounds familiar, but I, I don't I don't think I owned any of their clothes. But I think yeah. it seems familiar. Yeah, I think it was a Gap brand, and it was real big in malls and everything back when I was, you know, growing up. And, uh, and it went out of business when I was in high school. But I just remember they... That's really, it's really nice stuff in there. I don't know. Maybe I was just a, maybe I was a dud, but uh, I mean, it went out of business, so it couldn't have been that great. But yeah, I remember that being really popular amongst my friends group, the, the county county seat clothing. But anyway, well, that kind of mall clothes exploded around that time, especially like when I was in high school, because you had like Abercrombie and Fitch, Gap. Uh, what is the one where the dude stood outside shirtless? Uh, I don't know. Aeropostale, uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's like all these like I'd call mall clothing stores just kind of exploded at that time. So maybe yeah. that maybe that place county seat just got it was kind of too early to the party and got eaten alive. Yeah, yeah. and they they kind of made like preppy clothing, like it all was it was a bunch of polo type clothing, and I don't know. I just remember it was it, was, it seemed like it was pretty popular. I was really surprised that they went out of business, but it was a I think it was a Gap brand. Also, so maybe they were taking too much market share from uh, from from Gap. They had to shut them down. Yeah, um, maybe, well, you figure they would just roll the resources into that. It's yeah, a good company goes without making money, right? Yep. Um, anyway, made me think of that. What's next? No, number eleven doesn't make a lot of sense because I can't imagine it hadn't been around that long. Is the uh, Chevrolet Volt hybrid electric car? Because there's better hybrid electric cars now better well isn't wasn't the volt the first all electric car wasn't that its big thing yeah it is yeah it's an electric car yeah uh yeah i never seen them and the cruise Actually, the the hybrid the cruise is the hybrid and okay, yeah. volt they're both being pulled and they'll stop making them uh, they already stopped making them in march so they are dead yeah well i mean i i don't know i uh, they've got some pretty nice electric cars out there these days that are that are really really nice. Uh, I don't know, I've never driven one. Never. I did know someone who had a Chevy Volt. Um, uh, it was actually the guy the 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 job that I currently have now. I took over for him. Mm -hmm. uh, he was leaving the company, and I, I was taking a spot. But um, yeah, he he had one. And I don't remember him speaking that highly of it, to be honest. <laughs> I just remember him telling us, oh, well, we could take my car, but it's really small. And basically, it's like a, it's like only two people can really fit in there comfortably. There's like four of us, you know, bigger guys. So. And if we get too much weight in there, it'll kill the battery. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number 12, and I don't agree with this because I had a can of this today for lunch. Uh, Chef Boyardee is... Uh, yeah. Is uh, apparently millennials aren't eating Chef Boyardee. It's been falling out of favor since 2014. It was, uh, uh, yeah. I guess because it's kind of not known for high quality ingredients, kind of a, you know. So Do I you guess. Think, I mean, a lot of these 
seem like they're food brands. Yeah. Uh, do you think it's just the just the fact that I mean, most of the popular store, I mean, all of the major grocery store chains have uh, have their own brands, have house brands. You know, Kroger has their own brand, Walmart has their own brand, Albertsons has their own brand. Everybody's at their own brand. Yeah. Uh, and even in the higher end and kind of the more trendy grocery stores like your Trader Joe's and Whole Foods and you know stuff like that uh, their their store brands aren't considered premium brands over and above the the traditional national brands yeah so I wonder I, I mean I, I, I think that has more to do with it than just millennials taste I don't think they're necessarily eating different types of food I mean maybe maybe Chef Boyardee isn't a good example of it but I think they're, you know, they're, they're, everyone's a little bit more health conscious. Everyone's a little bit more, you know, concerned with the, uh, you know, kind of the, 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 the what am I thinking of? Um, like na- eating more natural foods and eating yeah, more, organics you know, and stuff. Yeah. You know, eating less processed foods. So a lot of those uh, traditional brands that kind of made their, their heyday in the 50s and 60s and 70s when, you know, microwaves were starting to become a big thing and and all that. Yeah, I, I think it's, I, I don't know if it's so much just the taste of the millennials. It's just a kind of the life cycle of, of certain types of food and and also where the, uh, just the industry, the food industry is as a whole, the grocery store, store brands, things like that. So, do you think, do you think maybe even, because like you said, a couple of these items are food, but I don't know, canned food. You think the idea of canned food is kind of soured in today's market, you know, with people? Uh, certainly, I mean, yeah, I, I think that certainly could be. I mean, if you go to any type of, I mean, what, what's the what's the saying is you, you should do most of your shopping on the outer edges of the grocery store, you know, basically a push towards more fresh food, fresh vegetables, mm-hmm. you know, less canned products, less processed you know, yeah. processed foods and more uh, natural and, and organic and, and fresh foods. So, yeah, I, I think that's probably a big reason for it. Because I, uh, I, mean, I if, if I can cook it, I won't, I'll try not to buy it pre-made and yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting. Just, yeah, we don't, I don't even buy canned vegetables really. I buy frozen, the frozen kind, the fresh frozen that you uh, kind of have to like yeah. re-steam or, or you know, steam them in the microwave. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much what we buy is the is the frozen vegetables. Yeah, yeah I think they're a lot more crisp and and, and uh, yeah. All right, so number thirteen is not food; it is Twitter. Uh, apparently, Snapchat and Instagrams are are taking over the user base of Twitter since '06, and uh, yeah. Has Twitter even been around since 06? Twitter put itself up for sale in 2016, but prospective buyers declined to make a deal, likely due to low sales growth and decline in users. So yeah, apparently it's still around, but it's saying it won't be around much longer. It's not the it's not the thing anymore. Yeah, I still I think it's actually growing. I I don't know what their user count is and everything. I recently heard something that there's 
there's more people on Twitter now, but that there's less people posting. So it's like, uh, you know, I, I don't know what the percentages are. So, I, so these are just made up, but you know, it's like out of, uh, out of every Twitter user, only 10% actually post regularly. And then the 90% are basically just following people and reading and, but never actually provide any content. Uh, and the other problem I see with Twitter is that, and, and don't get me wrong, I don't understand necessarily a lot of how some of these internet companies monetize their, their product or their offerings. I really don't understand how Twitter makes money. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand how any of it makes money. But uh, I mean, I'm not on it. I know a lot of it is, you know, most of it is ad revenue. Yeah. Um, so I, I suppose it's ad revenue, but um, there's a lot of, I mean, there, there's, there's so many, uh, there's so many powerful people uh, and, and famous people and celebrities that are on Twitter. Uh, like, uh, I know you're not a big NBA guy, but the NBA, NBA Twitter is like a, a whole other universe. Like it's, it's got its own giant following. And it's, it's, it's a whole nother thing, you know? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's, it seems still seems to be very popular, but it is, does, it does seem to be kind of morphing into an older generation type of platform, kind of like Facebook did a few years ago, which, uh, I'm kind of surprised. Maybe Facebook's on your list, but I'm kind of surprised Facebook's still around. I know, I know, Instagram is really propping them up, mm -hmm. uh, but and I, I still get on it, but mostly just to look at the stuff that Evelyn posts. <laughs> so really, yeah. the only reason I'm ever on Facebook is to look at her pictures. Uh, and if it went away tomorrow, I might not even notice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it just seems like a really antiquated, pretty useless platform at this point. But yeah, uh, now Mark Zuckerberg's going to have me killed. So <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna power through the next couple of these. I don't know what we are. Uh, Fourteen is Victoria's Secret. Uh, yeah, I don't. All right, yeah. I don't That's shame, but whatever. Uh, Fifteen, Fiat. Uh, really. Yeah, I guess small cars are not in. Um, so I get a I get a quick Fiat story. Okay. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, so I use Uber and Lyft a lot. You know, sometimes right. sometimes several times a week. So uh, I'm a, I, I consider myself a, a rideshare power user. Uh, anyway, uh, this was maybe six months ago or so, sometime uh, late last year. I was getting right to the airport. And mm -hmm. guy picks me up in a in a, in a Fiat. What was it? A Fiat? Wait a minute. Maybe I'm getting my. Do they make the 500? I don't Do I know. I get my Italian cars mixed up. I've never seen a Fiat in real life. <laughs> I just blew past a picture of one, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking. I think it was a. Am I? Am I dumb? Hold on. Let me look it up real quick. Not really my. So my, my fast story is not turning into a. It's not. Uh, well, I'm gonna go. You look it up. I'm gonna go. Uh, sixteen is slim fast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just losing money. Um, yeah. I didn't realize how long this was. I thought it was going to stop at 15. 17 is Kenmore Brands. Um, appliances. Have you seen the... You remember Gen Air appliances? I mean, they're still around. Have you seen the oh, yeah. commercials? Uh, I have not. They are, they are weird. Look up one of their recent commercials. They are like weird like it's like it's like a like a refrigerator orgy i don't i don't know what to, i don't i don't know like at a rave it's weird uh, so, uh kenmore um i mean they, they had some pretty high-end stuff pretty nice stuff i think that's more of a sears because that was sears house brand along uh, with craftsman which what did they dying so yeah but I, i'm thinking i, I Either they've sold it off or they should have. I mean, because those are still some viable brands. I mean, I know they've sold Craftsman because well, the, I, well the, I don't I don't know if they've sold them, but they're they're offering them in Lowe's now, where you used to only get them in Sears. Well, the guy who running Sears, Kmart, all that it doesn't want to sell off the the brands. He's trying to keep it all together, but I, last I heard, it was pretty much doomed. I um, mean, that's the only value that they have left. Yeah, well, he's he's actually putting up his own money to float the 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 company. Uh, Good luck. Yeah, number eighteen is the iPod, which makes sense because the iPhone can do everything the iPod does. Oh, that's the list. So there we go. Yeah. You figure Did a fiat even, story out yet? Do they even make iPods anymore. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it was a fiat. Because uh, I, I looked it up, and it was so it was like one of those Fiat 500s, okay. which I've heard are, are pretty peppy, you know, pretty peppy little cars. But I've never, I've seen the commercials for them and everything, but I've never actually been in one or anything. So anyway, uh, this guy, you know, got my lift, and this guy shows up, and he's in a Fiat, you know, not newer one, nice, mm -hmm. uh, nice car, little, you know, pretty compact. Uh, but anyway, so I, I get in, and um, and I hardly, you know. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't try to, I'm not being rude intentionally, although it probably comes off that way, but I'm more the guy that just, I put my headphones in and I just zone out, you know, or, yeah. or sometimes even go to sleep if it's, you know, uh, to, to the airport. I, I rarely have any, uh, and don't desire any conversation with, uh, with my drivers, which sounds really snobby, but it's, it's not meant to be. I just that's your, that's your third diva statement of this podcast, man. Well, I, guess. <laughs> I just have I have zero desire to have conversation with them. So uh, um, if you ever pick me up, uh, just know I'm not trying to be rude. I just really don't care. Um, anyway, I'm not picking you up for the airport anytime soon. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so this guy picks me up, and and I, I just commented on like. Like, huh, Fiat, huh? All right, <laughs> never, never been in one of these before. Uh, and he, he commenced to telling me how this was, and it, this was an older guy. I mean, he was like one of the, you know, every once in a while, most of my the Lyft and Uber drivers are kind of younger, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, uh, but, but every once in a while, I'll get an older person, and it's always like an older white person that's retired and is just like, just 
that they're just doing it for fun, almost like almost like a hobby. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I just I just got kind of tired of sitting around the house, so I decided to you know do this for a little bit. And, ah, I love it, you know. I get to meet people. You know, they just it's almost like they're just lonely. They don't want to sit around the house. <laughs> so I'm sure picking people like me up is, is really uh, not their not the highlight of their day. But anyway, uh, so guy picks me up in a Fiat, and we're driving to the airport, and and he's just telling me about. Yeah, this car is the fastest car I've ever had. I even pulled up, he told, and I think it was a Corvette or something. He said, I, I pulled up next to a Corvette, and, and uh, he was like revving his engine at me and everything. And I and I just took off, and I bolted out, and I, I, I smoked that guy. And I was like, really? Seriously? This is a Fiat, you know? <laughs> like, no, man, I, I wouldn't have believed it myself. I, I'm telling you, though, this is the fastest car I've ever owned. This this car can do, you know, he was telling me all, all kinds of, just, uh, he just loved his Fiat, man. And he was all about how fast it was. And it was just, uh, it was like, it was like I was in a race car, you know? And I was like, <laughs> oh, all right. It's like, yeah, I, I didn't know. I was real skeptical about buying it. And I really, you know, I, I really thought long and hard about it. And I was, but I'm so happy with it. I'll never, I'll never get another car. I'll just buy this same car over and over again. So, <laughs> all right, man. Well, I guess you found your thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got one loyal, uh, loyal yeah. customer. I guess. But, yeah. So that's my list. Sorry it was so long. I didn't realize it was, like I said, I got to like number seven the other day. It's like, eh, 10, 15, but yeah, 18. That's all right. Um, well, we are at an hour and 41 minutes. Uh, do you have anything for your segment? I'm going to probably skip mine just because uh, I want to talk a little more about hardcore history. Maybe I can listen to more and get some more to talk about. Uh, yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's just talk about, because uh, I've, I've been wanting to talk about some hardcore history. So, yeah. All right, we're going to do a hardcore history heavy show uh, next week. We're still going to try to do one next week. Uh, yeah, it'd probably have to be maybe Friday. Uh, Friday. Well, probably, okay. maybe maybe Saturday night. I'll be I should be in my hotel room Saturday night, so I think okay. we probably fit one in then. Play it by ear, and uh, all right. Well, it was fun. Uh, I guess I, I gave us enough content. <laughs> yeah, um, sounds good to me. All right. Well, any uh, any parting thoughts for our our uh, our listeners? I have no thoughts. Oh, I really think <laughs> well, stream, stream, stream of consciousness. That's all I work with. Yes, yes. Just let it all flow out. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll see you all later.